This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. This SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is our weekly visit with Eric Heft, previewing Cyclone football. We'll take a look ahead to tomorrow's matchup with number five Oklahoma in front of a packed house on Hall of Fame weekend. As always, we hope you'll enjoy our visit with Eric Heft. Eric, a year ago, it was one of the great wins, really, in Iowa State football history. May arguably the best. I mean, it's it's hard to top what Iowa State did going into Norman last year and winning. And what memories for you, a year later, still stand out in your mind from that game? Uh, shock. <laughs> I mean, going in, uh, Kyle had never really played before in five years as a, as a college football player. And to go in and do what he did, to I me, mean, that's probably the number one thing. I uh, also remember uh, Alan Lazard putting a great block on the edge and Trevor Ryan you know, catching the sh little swing pass and taking it to the house, running away from the Oklahoma defenders. I mean, little things like that. And of course, the final play is always, you know, hey, it, we finally did it. Uh, is it the greatest win in Iowa State history? There have been some others that were tremendous. But I would say from a culture-changing and season-changing performance and what it meant to the rest of that season, I think it was a springboard uh, for things that a lot of people really weren't expecting, you know, including wins over TCU and Memphis after that. I mean, you've had some other great wins uh, that weren't able to follow it up, and I thought Iowa State did a great job of that, and I don't know how much of that would have been possible without that big win. And part of that is a coaching staff with some gumption. You know, you think about late in that first half, uh, 30 seconds to go or whatever it was, you throw the deep ball to Akeem Butler. And it sent a message that resonated, I think, throughout that locker room during halftime. And I just thought from that point on, you're in it to win it. And I'm sure that there's a similar mentality this week from this coaching staff. You're almost 20-point underdogs. Just let it rip. I don't think there's any question about that. You know, and I think that's, you know, you can say to your players all week, you know, hey, we're going to let it go. And then you don't try something at the end of the half. I mean, maybe in the back of their mind they're saying, well, okay, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, I think that was, that was a, certainly a seminal moment in that game. And a couple guys making good plays, you know, and, and then a, a good field goal. Yeah. I mean, so you did get the points on the board. There were just a, a lot of different components to that that, that made it work. And you go head into the locker room uh, with a great taste in your mouth. And, uh, and you're hungry. And Oklahoma's thinking, well, maybe, I don't know. Uh, they hadn't had to deal with that much and probably weren't expecting dealing with that against Iowa State. Speaking of confidence in this coaching staff, they've got a lot to get corrected from week one against Iowa. And maybe Oklahoma isn't the best opponent to go try to correct it all against, but I do have a lot of confidence in this staff that as this season goes on, they, are, they will figure things out. And, uh, you know, the first game you tend to overreact one way or the other, but this is a great staff and they will figure things out. Well, I, I totally agree, and I think if you look back the past couple of years with the staff, the majority you know, intact, uh, the offensive line's gotten better over the course of the season, and it, it needs to get better. I mean, there's no sugarcoating that. They've got to do a better job, uh, but everybody needs to be a little bit better. I think the receivers need to be a little bit better. Uh, David could probably be a little bit better, although I'm not 100% sure of that, <laughs> the, way, the way he plays. Uh, Good news is, though, I mean, you have one game under your belt. Uh, now you can analyze exactly what happens at game speed against a really good, I think, a really good defensive unit. On the other hand, the other side of the football, um, 
tighten a few things up maybe, but you're not making any wholesale changes there because that was a, a terrific performance. And, you know, one uh, really helped the game turn on a couple special teams plays and, you know, and, and a couple plays that were inches, Iowa State was inches away from making. So uh, you got to get better on offense for sure. I'm pretty sure they will. Today's Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to sponsor Iowa Farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Defensively, as you sit there and you watch Oklahoma's offense, you're just blown away by the speed and athleticism of these guys. But John Haycock's defense is really set up to combat that kind of thing. And we've seen it be successful against very talented receivers and offenses before. Hopefully it can be again this week. I expect it's going to be give Oklahoma a big challenge. Uh, is Oklahoma going to be able to win some battles? Of course they are. They've got great players. They've got a really good scheme. Uh, but I think Iowa State's going to win their share of battles too, and I think that's going to be big if Iowa State can find a way to get a couple of turnovers in this game. You know, Baker Mayfield turnover last year was really huge. When they were about to get back to a two-score game, uh, uh, Iowa State forces a fumble, and they came up with it. You know, turnover margin is big. Iowa State couldn't get any last week, haven't had any against Iowa in the last three years, and that's one of the reasons uh, why they haven't been able to be successful. I, I guess the, the downside is you could not play uh, two teams more polar opposite than Iowa's offense and Oklahoma's. And I'm not saying Iowa's is a bad offense. I don't think they're great. They don't have the playmakers. But totally different philosophy, different pace to the game, and, and the things that they want to establish are – Oklahoma is just on a different level, on a different, they have a different focal point. And Iowa State's going to have to do a good job uh, of defending the whole field, which maybe wasn't the case so much. Uh, but make no mistake, Oklahoma can still gash you with that run game. I know Rodney Anderson's a big loss. Um, but we were talking about Trey Sermon being an All-American candidate when he burst onto the scene a couple of years ago. I mean, he's a terrific back. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, there may be a slight drop off there, but it's not really going to be all that noticeable. Uh, I think the big thing for Iowa State, though, is find a way to slow that run game down. Uh, make them one-dimensional. Even if that dimension is really good, uh, slow the run game down. And just like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, playing South Dakota State, different level, no question. Got to keep the quarterback in the pocket. Uh, he can hurt you there, but he can kill you when he gets outside. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. How about as we talk about trying to eliminate space for Murray, trying to create space for the Cyclone offense, uh, something they could not do a week ago. Are there some ways that they can create some space for David Montgomery and Akeem Butler to go make plays uh, against Oklahoma? You know, Oklahoma has, a, I would say, a faster defense. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to be as fundamentally in the right position as often as Iowa's defense certainly was uh, last Saturday and has been for a really a long time. I think coaches were pretty pleased with how the interior of the offensive line played and hopefully Iowa State can find ways to get creases for David to get going because I think any great running back, and, and for my money David's in that category, the more success he has, the carries he has, the better he gets throughout a game. He doesn't wear down, he wears you down and I think give him a little success which I think in turn will, will be a springboard for that offensive line to feel better about themselves too, create a couple opportunities, uh, then find ways to, to, you know, play action is not very effective when you can't run the football. And Iowa State still wants to be a play action team at times and uh, hopefully get finding ways to, to create some creases for David, get him the ball out of the backfield, more touches for David, I'm for. 
Me too. And it's an 11 o'clock kick, which means our broadcast on the Cyclone Radio Network will begin at 9 o'clock tomorrow. We hope you can join us, and we hope the Cyclones can make it two in a row over the defending Big 12 champs. Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.